Welcome to Mind Your Small Business, a brand new podcast from AXA which makes starting or running a business easier. This week, we sadly bring season one of this epic series to a close. It's a bit like the last day of school before the summer holidays. We're all a little bit demob happy, so let's go out in style. Today is a very special episode with two very special guests. I'm Gordon Rutherford from AXA and seven years ago, I had an idea. Small businesses are the lifeblood of the UK's economy. They stimulate growth, they provide opportunities for employment and development, and they serve communities. And small businesses are critically important to us at AXA. And I wanted to give something back, and I believed that we could make a difference by helping two people bring their great business idea to life. This year, finally, Startup Angel came into being, and today I'm delighted to be joined by our inaugural winners, Ben Elder Kinshut, the founder of Bold Men, and Nadu Plaka, founder of the Association of Black Event Professionals. Good morning, Ben and Nadu. Good morning, thank you. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, without further ado, let's begin by finding out a little bit more about your respective winning business ideas. So starting with you, Ben, please tell our listeners about the inspiration for Bold Men. Uh, well, the inspiration for Bold Men very much came from my own experience. Uh, I was in my mid-20s and I was starting to lose my hair. And uh, I very much bought into the idea that was marketed to me that I needed to uh, keep hold of my hair or at least slow down the rate I was losing it to sort of keep hold of any sort of confidence or sense of self. Um, and it got to the beginning of the uh, the pandemic last year and I actually took the decision to shave my head. And uh, as soon as I did this, I became completely liberated by all of these um, things that I was led to believe. And uh, it made me realize that actually... Uh, just how damaging a lot of that marketing was. Um, but then obviously now uh, that I had shaved my head, I needed to look for products that were basically there to essentially care for my scalp or things that I could use. And uh, this is when I uh, began looking, um, obviously, what was available on the market and I couldn't find uh, anything at all. So I thought, well, actually, if it's not out there, maybe I can make something myself. Um, so that's basically where the idea was born. Fantastic. And, and as amazing an idea, obviously. Um, so thank you, Ben. And Nadu, what about your idea? Where did it come from? I think similarly to Ben, although I'm not bored, it was from my own experiences. <laughs> you know, I've been in the event industry for about 14 years. And over that time, it's often been myself as the only black event professional in the room. And I thought to myself, you know, with everything that had happened over COVID, had a significant uh, loss in business. There was a lot of eyes over the Black Lives Matter movements and the, the murder of George Floyd. And I was seeing that organizations were saying they were gonna do a lot for the community, but there was no real tangible output of that. And so after doing some statistics, we produced a report that looked at um, racial disparity across UK event trade bodies and associations and we realized there was 0% black people. And from that, we were like, we should be asking for a seat at the table. And in the same respect, we decided, actually, we can build the table ourselves. So across my mission, and I was reaching out to different black event professionals, I met Aaron Raby, who I believe you'd met before. Um, myself, Aaron, Nicole, Wallace White, and Eunice Obianaga, we all decided we're gonna build our own table. And then the Association of Black Event Professionals was born. Amazing. Um, and I think both ideas are incredibly inspirational. Uh, and as one of the judges, uh, you know, it's one of the reasons why we chose both ideas, because they are inspirational and because they have such a capacity to make a difference for people, uh, you know, genuinely make a difference. Um, and, and it's both... Uh, both ideas are something we are incredibly proud to be associated with. Um, 
thinking back to to when you entered Startup Angel Nadu, what what inspired you? What made you uh, actually complete an entry and go in for the competition? If I'm brutally honest, the money. (laughs) I've run a business before, so I understand what it takes in that initial uphill push. And it was just timing. It was as if this came across my inbox at the perfect moment. We just had the idea a couple of weeks before, and I didn't actually tell anyone that I applied. I saw it, I did my pitch video, and unfortunately I wasn't able to make your trick um fooling ben and i both that you know we still had to compete and win um and it was just yeah for me the universe made it appear at the right time excellent and i mean for those who who don't know who might be listening um each of our winners uh, as part of the prize wins twenty five thousand pounds to to kind of get their business up and running over the first 12 months and uh, the reason for that is because the average uk startup spends almost 23,000 in the first year so uh it's it's you know and not every business uh, you know costs as much to start up that's the average um but it does certainly give uh, our winners a helping hand in those first 12 months and Ben why why did you get involved in startup angel I mean very similar um to what Nadu said in regards to obviously the funding was a was a huge part of it but actually I'd had the idea for around about a year and uh, when I started looking into it and actually realizing the costs um or the cost implications of getting something like this going uh, and then obviously when the pandemic um sort of came about then it made me realize actually right now um financially I need to sort of be secure myself so um any sort of idea like that was very much put on the back burner and then actually when I saw this opportunity come up um in my email inbox i thought well that actually breaks down that barriers of all the things that i was worried about to get this off the ground it really sort of enabled me to really bring it to life excellent um and nadu coming back to you you specifically mentioned the importance of the cash investment um how will winning the prize money actually help your business in those first 12 months uh everything i think it's really a stepping stone to be able to not have to think about where you're going to get the capital in order to you know bring this idea to life i think from having the experience of running businesses before i definitely know that is something that takes up a lot of time mental time physical time looking you know for money other grants applications it's just not there now it's given me and you know this association the opportunity to eradicate that lengthy time process to be able to step into a market with some capital behind to go excellent and same question for you, Ben. How will how will the cash help you to get bold men up and running and off the ground? Well, I mean, the big thing really is the, the cosmetics industry in the UK, or I mean, worldwide for that matter, is a, it's a very expensive industry to get into and it's so heavily regulated. Uh, and as with most things that are heavily regulated, there comes a high cost. So uh, the money will, um, will basically enable me to be able to work with a team um, of uh, cosmetic chemists uh, who own a lab and a manufacturing facility. Uh, to actually take my idea and uh, basically do all the science behind it, turn it into reality, get it tested, get it legal. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 been vital. It's been crucial. Yeah, I can imagine. And and as you say, the you know the cosmetics industry is notoriously hard to to break into without um, any kind of cash injection. That's it. Well, one of the other benefits, yeah, I mean one of the other benefits of winning AXA Startup Angel, um, aside from the cash, is the access you get to some really phenomenally successful business people and already in this this podcast series um, we've spoken to our angels Holly Tucker, Raphael Sofaluk and Ina Henry from Bosch. Now do what are you hoping to get out of that particular opportunity? 
Everything. <laughs> Everything. I think um, it, within that stepping stone that I mentioned, just from the funds, it's also being able to stand on the shoulders of giants, so to speak. You know, these people are coming from a great wealth of experience that I think both myself and Ben can benefit from in so many ways. And I think it's that exposure of being pushed out to their networks, rooms that you know, maybe we wouldn't have access to where our names and our business ideas can be mentioned. That is for me what is going to be able to propel us. The experience that they bring is also second to none. Knowing that we have the opportunity to connect and learn from their combined years, priceless. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I think, I hope, you know, if anyone's listened to, to earlier episodes of the podcast and heard these guys uh, who have been on as guests, um, I hope they've been suitably inspired. And really, it's difficult not to be inspired when they speak because, you know, they're so human uh, and so down to earth, but they, but they have been so successful in launching their business. And, and Ben, I understand you've recently had your first mentoring session. Uh, so tell me, who was that with and how did it go? Yeah, that's it. I had my first mentoring session uh, around a couple of weeks ago now with Raphael. And uh, it was really, really beneficial because um, this is all very much new to me. It's not something that I've ever done before. Uh, so knowing that I sort of had that support and guidance there, it's just been priceless. And uh, I mean, we largely talked about um, sort of the social media aspect of it because uh, I, I must admit, social media is not something I'm too savvy with. Um, but obviously, it's so crucial um, in the world of business today. So it's great to sort of have that conversation about how to build a, um, a social media sort of presence and how to grow that platform naturally and organically. Um, and how to sort of create a relationship of trust with uh, people that will be my uh, future potential customers. So that was a, it was a really beneficial conversation and uh, it's just been great to have that sort of um, network as such to lean on to sort of bounce ideas off of and just to make sure what I'm thinking um, is correct or, or maybe could be tweaked. So it's been great. Oh, sure. And that, that's, that's good. You know, I think it has a massive benefit being able to, to get access to these guys. And, you know, you mentioned that you, you've never done this before, Ben. You're in a massive learning curve. And, uh, you know, you are now uh, officially a fully-fledged business person, <laughs> uh, the founder of a company. And, I mean, it's, it's very early days, but how's the journey been so far for you? Oh, it's, it's been really exciting. Um, I have to be honest and say that, yeah, I've definitely had moments of self-doubt where I've sort of woke up and thought, actually, how am I going to do this? Is this possible? Uh, have I bitten off more than I can chew? Um, but actually, it's just about constantly reminding myself that I don't need to know everything right now. It, it is a process. Um, I will learn things along the way. Um, but obviously, if I do put the work in, I'll get there. And uh, it's been it's been very motivating, actually, to see uh, even the small steps that I've made in this initial process. It's been great to even look back um, even six or eight weeks ago and see how I felt then or what I knew then to actually to, to what I know now. So no, it's been a great learning experience. No, that's cool. And everyone has that self-doubt. So, you know, we've heard people throughout this series talking about that and uh, it's not something you should worry about at all. Um, now, do turning to you, you, you mentioned you've run businesses before, so uh, this is perhaps a little bit different. Um, but how's your first couple of months been um, and, as the founder of the Association of uh, Black Event Professionals? Yeah, co-founder. Um, I think this is something that's definitely new because most of my ventures have been independent with myself. I have had some negative experiences with business partners before, but you just can't take that into new relationships. So it's new. It's helping me, you know, grow in different ways. And similarly to Ben, you know, having those moments of self-doubt. Have I taken on too much? Is this going to work? You know, the answer is yes to all of it, but we still have to persevere. So I think it's a testament to me how I'm going to grow as my individual self and collectively as a community that, you know, myself and the co-founders can also grow and then help more people that will be able to, you know, take on our experience and, and have a community to support them. 
Sure. And I mean, what would you say has been the biggest challenges you've faced so far, Madhu? Oh, time, 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 locking down the time to really give this what it needs. Um, I think initially, you know, when you start with an idea and a concept, that's exactly what it is. And until you start getting into it and start fleshing out different ideas and, you know, hit barriers and come back and look at different equations of how to navigate, you just don't know how it's going to go. And so I think, you know, myself and the co-founders, we all run our own businesses or have, you know, a lot happening in our own lives that sometimes we have to make sure that we put that time aside. So it's being able to structure that time and being able to make sure that we're all committed in the right way to in order to push this forward in the right way long term. Because for me, this is a legacy program and I want to ensure that we get it right and we do it right. So, you know, we're trying to alleviate our time and allow the community to make this work for themselves. Excellent. And I mean, time time is always a challenge in that you know, that balance, you know, time is finite uh, and you have to find time for uh, yourself in between the work aspects as well. And that's something we've covered uh, pretty extensively throughout this series. Um, coming to you, Ben, what in particular has, has challenged you most in these first couple of months? The biggest challenge for me um, so far was actually trying to find a cosmetic manufacturer to work with. Um, because there's uh, lots of these sort of facilities that offer this service, but they range from really small-scale labs right the way through to um, large sort of industrial operations or manufacturers. Um, And having never done this before, I knew that I wanted to to, uh, essentially work with a company that I could sort of grow with um, and that could offer me that guidance and really sort of understand the brand and then create a a product based on my brief. Um, And obviously with that comes a lot of trust, so um, I needed to find a company that um, knew that I was serious, knew that this was something that um, I, I was going to do. Um, and actually turn it into reality. So uh, I do feel like I found that now. Uh, it did take quite a long time um, to sort of build that trust with the manufacturer. Um, but I'm working with a company now based up in Chorley called Group 55. And uh, they've just been uh, fantastic in regards to taking the science um, behind my idea and making that into uh, into a feasible, uh, sorry, a tangible product. No, oh, that's really good. It's, it's so important to find the right partner for things like this you know, and, and to go off to a fly on that basis. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to be someone you trust that you can work with, you know, and so it's, it's, it's good that, you know, you, you've found Group 55 and there's good synergy there. Um, oh, definitely. I think I think moving away from that, I think uh, I'm right in saying you've already been interviewed in BBC Radio, Ben. That's it, yeah. I had the, uh, the interview uh, yesterday uh, afternoon. Yes, nice, nice. Is this new celebrity lifestyle suiting you? <laughs> no, it's been really enjoyable, actually. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I've, I've never recorded for a podcast before. I've never been interviewed on radio before. So, uh, no, it's all been uh, it's all been exciting stuff, and uh, I'm always glad to get involved. You'll be getting stopped in the street soon <laughs> <laughs> and asked asked for selfies. Um, that's it. That's it. But, but what was actually really nice is after the um, after the radio interview went live, I had a few people sort of find uh, the company on Facebook or message me on Instagram to say, "Oh, I've just heard you on the radio. Like, great idea." Um, and it's just nice to sort of have that. Um, well, that, that that reassurance from other people that there are guys that uh, understand what I'm trying to do and uh, and relate to it. So excellent, and oh, that's really cool, really cool. Um, looking ahead and visualising the moment when it comes, Ben, what will business success look like to you? Uh, business success for me, well, I mean, I think it's two two kind of major points. Um, I'd love to see the product in high street stores and have a really strong online presence. Um, but actually, uh, another major sort of factor for success for me will actually be knowing that I've been able to put a product out there that can hopefully um, help guys who feel just as self-conscious as I did back then, uh, actually feel just as confident as I do now. Because, I mean, I really remember just how damaging a lot of that marketing was from these companies that offer products to try and 
help you keep hold of your hair or, or slow down the rate that you're losing it and actually to be able to sort of fill a space where I can um, actively try to flip the narrative around men's hair loss um, and sort of maybe hopefully be a, a spokesperson for actually um, taking ownership of your image um, and not having to sort of worry about all of these insecurities. If I can have a product which can portray that message out there, I think that would just be, um, yeah, that would feel like success. No, and that I mean that, and it's such a noble thing um, to kind of state as success for the business because you know there's, you know the media uh, and advertising are responsible for so much, um, you know, self doubt amongst people, you know, b- b- body shaming and things like that, and you know to to see something like this emerge to say, look, it's okay, certain things happen to certain people, and that's okay, you know, it's all right, you know, that's it. I think it's fantastic. Um, and I do looking ahead for you and, and, you know, looking into the future, what will business success look like for you? It's the same, same as Ben. It's that impact. What we're creating and what we're hoping to do with our ideas is really create that impact for a wider community. Um, and that still stands for me as well. Excellent. Um, and again, you know, such, such a noble thing, uh, I know it's really early days for, um, for both of you. Uh, but what advice would you give to someone who's thinking about starting their own business, Ben? Oh, it's uh, it, it, yeah, it comes down to um, I think just having that self-belief and just that sort of um, that that sort of willpower to actually just go ahead and do it. Because um, I mean, as I, as I've already said, I mean, I have never done anything like this before. Um, but now I'm actually in a position where I'm able to look back and think, actually, no, I mean, it, it does all make sense. You can do this, and uh, with each little step you make, you get that little bit more uh, confident with it, and that, that's that self-belief grows. So. Um, I would just say to anyone, have a plan, execute it, and just believe in yourself. Okay. And do you do have more experience in uh, doing this kind of thing? What kind of advice could you give to our listeners, many of whom will be out there uh, considering starting their own business? What would you say to them? Just do it. It's funny because I've probably had three or four businesses that didn't get off the ground the way I wanted them to because of, you know, a multitude of reasons. But it's just being able to pick up and continue. And there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows and you're going to doubt yourself and you're going to not have food on the table and you're going to have surplus of food on the table. It's such a roller coaster uh, experience being an entrepreneur. And I don't think people know what it really takes it is days, it is nights, it is hours, it is months, it is years, but it is worth it because you're in control. You have an opportunity to grow yourself and just learn in different ways that, you know, doing a nine to five would never enable you to do. Um, so yeah, take that first step. And I think, you know, having AXA and if there's other organizations and things out there that can support, just keep your eyes open and the universe will align the things that will be able to propel you forward. Oh, that's great advice. I love that. Um, and it's it's been one of the most amazing things about doing this series has been um, the the little threads that keep coming through. And we speak to lots and lots of people who are running their own business. And you know, when we ask them about advice they would give to to people who are considering this, you know, generally what they always say is, "Look, don't overthink it. Just do it. You know, okay, do your research, do your homework, but but don't put it off for years and years and years. Just go and do it. You know, if you, if you believe in it." Uh, make it happen and that that is something we find consistently in this series so uh so it's great to hear you both saying that um and I do you you mentioned Daxa again and start up angel and you know we're currently toying with the idea of running this again it was this year 
uh, really a one-off uh, to see how it how it went and and you know whether it was successful or not. We are currently toying with the idea of doing it again next year. Uh, assuming we did, what advice would you give to anyone out there who is thinking of entering? Enter, <laughs> and you have to do it. Put it out there. I mean, my thing at the time when I saw it, and I knew I wasn't going to be in the country when you know the final came through, and I was just like, oh, should I? Of course, you have to just try because the worst thing that's going to happen if you don't try is that you're going to be in the same position. You know, you're not going to learn anything if you try and you're successful. Then you move one step forward. So yeah, absolutely, put an idea forward. And Ben, are there any hints and tips that you would give to somebody around how to, uh, what to put in their submission? Uh, what, what makes a winning submission stand out from an also ran, for example? Um, the winning submission, I think it's that uh, genuine sense of belief. Uh, and if you're able to sort of portray your idea in a way that's relatable to, uh, to the judges or to other people out there, um, I think it's. Uh, I think that that's uh, what you need to do. I mean, if if you believe in it and you can convince others to believe in it, I think you're already off to a winning start. No, I think that's. I think that's good advice. And as as one of the judges this year, uh, I can honestly say that both of the winning ideas oozed passion, and uh, both were intent on making a significant difference. And uh, if I go back to to what I spoke about at, at, at the top of the, the this episode. Um, one of the one of the reasons for doing this for us is to make a difference, not only to to one individual, but also to communities and to the economy and things like that. So, um, you know, if you've got an idea that can that can do that and can stimulate economic growth and uh, well being in a community, then then don't be shy, put it forward, and uh, you know, let, let's hear it. Um, that that kind of rounds things up for today. The time has the time has flown in. Um, all that's left for me to say is to thank our Startup Angel winners, Ben Elderkin Shoot from Bold Men and Nadu Plaka from the Association of Black Event Professionals. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you both today. Um, firstly, Ben, it's early days, but I know you've, you've got a social presence. Um, how can people find out more about where you are on your journey and what you're up to? Yeah, so uh, if you'd like to find out more, uh, you can visit uh, boldmen.co.uk which is B-O-L-D or you can also follow our story on Instagram which is boldmenlimited uh, where I'll be basically um, talking about the story for this next year in regards to how I'm getting this business going what the products will be and also creating sort of like a, a body positive space for, for men experiencing hair loss Excellent, thank you and Nadu, how can people find out more about the Association of Black Event Professionals? Absolutely, thank you. www.theabep.org or drop us an email at info at theabep.org. Fantastic. Once again, thank you both. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Excellent. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe to the series via your usual podcast app. And if you want to find out more about the Mind Your Small Business series, you can do so at www.axa.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can also get loads of brilliant small business advice from AXA's Business Guardian Angel site, which is at www.axa.co.uk. And if you'd like to feature in next season's Mind Your Small Business podcasts, please drop us a line. We do want to hear from you. There's a link in the podcast page on the AXA website that I mentioned previously. All that's left to say, uh, sadly, is there is no next week's episode to tell you about. There's no preview. 
You will all just have to wait until 2022 for your next Mind Your Small Business fix. Until then, I'd just like to say a couple of thank yous. Firstly, I'd like to thank Dave at Pacific Audio for making this sound so amazing and professional. I'd like to say a massive thanks to Alison Taylor, my colleague at AXA, who makes all this happen. Um, I just turn up. Um, I'd also like to give a massive thanks to all of our marvellous guests throughout this series, um, because after all, they are the content. Uh, And finally, I'd like to say a huge thanks to you, our listeners, for joining us. Whether you joined us for one episode or all 11, we really, really appreciate you lending us your ears. And if this has inspired just one person to go out and set up their own business, it will have made it all worthwhile. I've been Gordon Rutherford, you've been amazing, and I'll see you all next year.